Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Alpha Key Digital Podcast. I'm Tyler Wetzel, Director of Business Development. I'm Alex Zinni. I'm the CEO. And uh, yeah, so how, what have you been up to today? Well, this morning we had a nice networking event at the Mentor Chamber at How Money Works in Kirtland. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool. That was the first time I'd been to How Money Works, and uh, it was a really nice office. They had, what is it, like 10 financial advisors there? 10 that work there, but like 20 that work for them, and they're all over Ohio or something. That was a cool cool little event with also with the Eastern Lake County Chamber. Yeah. They, um, for anybody that hasn't been there before, you know, inside, it's a very rustic look. Which is the kind of vibe that I enjoy a lot. They have mm-hmm. these barn doors that slide open that go into their offices and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's not what you expect from like a financial advisor, mm-hmm. but it was very homey. And they wrote a book called uh, How Money Works, which I guess is the number one selling uh, self help financial book in mm-hmm. 2020. So we're going to get a free copy of that and uh, we'll make sure that we talk about that in future podcasts too. Yeah, no, that's really awesome. And they, they have a couple more coming out for. Um, first-time home buyers, and then um, one that's catered towards uh, women. I think it was, was it also how, in the yeah, home Yeah, how, how Money Works for Women, uh-huh. and then there was How Money Works for First-Time Home Buyers. Like yeah, that. so I mean, I would definitely highly recommend that. Um, you know, they do give those out. They were giving those out for free. Mm-hmm. You can also buy it on Amazon, but in the sake of being smart with your money, you know, Go, go talk to them. Yeah, go, you know. go talk to How Money Works. Yeah. It's really important to be financially literate. It's one of the things that I took really serious in college. I took a accounting course, and uh, the professor there was like really um, interested in talking to students outside of class. Mm-hmm. And I learned some things like investing in Roth IRAs. Yeah. And, you know, having buckets for your money, like, you know, you're, you have to have your uh, savings bucket, your spendable bucket, mm-hmm. your, uh, you know, retirement and investments, and just having all that automated is really important, so. Yeah, no, it, it really does help a lot, and uh, it also helps to go somewhere where the people are friendly. Absolutely. And it's also in the same building as a bakery, so you can uh, get two for one there, save some money, and then go spend it in go the bakery. Go spend it on a bakery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this morning they had some of the muffins from that bakery. I didn't have amazing. any. I oh, didn't grab one. I, I know, I know. I, I, I'm in Kirtland. My chiropractor's actually in Kirtland, so... Um, you know, I'm, I'm around there quite a bit, yeah. so. Yeah, my dad lives in Kirtland, so I, I'm familiar with the area. Now you got to take him sometime. Yeah, I'm going to take yeah. him right there. Yeah, no, it's good. After Afterwards, I had to get some more coffee, so I went to our one of our favorite spots, Fiona's in downtown Willoughby. Um, amazing coffee. Uh, amazing people, what, amazing coffee. Yes, was it Rising Star? Is that what they use? Rising Star, yeah. yeah. They have Mitchell's ice cream there. Yeah, well, right they're opening. Well, Willoughby. they're opening. Their own. Their brothers are opening a an ice cream shop. So it's really? really pretty soon if it hasn't already. I, what, I do you know what the name of it is? It's something Irish. I know that yeah. much. Um, they're sticking to the Irish thing. Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head what it's called, but it's right by the post office. That little side oh. street right by the post office. Okay, by the yoga studio. Yeah, yeah, nice. that little like yellow building. It used to be like a dog room or something. Yeah. Like that For those of you that aren't familiar with downtown Willoughby, it's about 20 minutes east of Cleveland, and it's a really nice, quaint, almost Hallmark-like town. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a beautiful area. I, I live in downtown Willoughby, and I love it. Yeah, um, I live close to, and yeah, in the wintertime especially, around yeah. Christmas time, and, and everything in the downtown area is so nice, and you know, we got to deal with some snow, but you know, that's better than dealing with a lot of other things that place yeah. have to deal with so so you guys are hearing right now uh, a little bit of a uh, the, we have workers in our studio next door um, so Vince Lundy who is he runs Lundy Productions and Midwest Motion Company he's a videographer 
he uh, is in the same office as we are. We have a nice studio that we're building in the back, and he is in the process of painting it. So yeah. if you guys hear some noise in the background, that's what that is. Yeah, they're doing a lot. Of, they do a lot of cool stuff. They are doing a lot of cool stuff. And he's got a lot of stuff in the future that's going to be really awesome. And, stuff. you know, it's nice that we can also provide our clients with someone like Vince, who mm-hmm. is such a great professional and great at what he does. Yeah, video um, is so important in marketing, and it's just one of the most engaging ways that you can connect with people is through your video. Right, and people think like, like oh, well, I don't want to be on television. Well, you can mm-hmm. use those commercials anywhere. Sure. I mean, you could turn those into 15-second snippets and put them on YouTube ads. Yeah, YouTube ads, you know, you know Instagram ads, mm-hmm. Facebook ads, uh, you know, TikTok, TikTok ads, yeah. and Snapchat. So yeah, video is, and, and it's one of those things where where people are inundated with content on a daily basis now because we see so much on our smartphones and, and laptops and having a professionally produced video makes a difference. Makes a huge difference. And having the narrative be, you know, on point. And that's where as marketers we come in because the first thing, you know, I guess we're gonna talk about video a little bit now. Um, but the first thing you want to do with a video is hit your audience with a question. Mm-hmm. So if you notice a lot of these um, videos that you'd see on YouTube or advertisements on Instagram, they start off with something like, you know, do you want to save more money? Or are yeah. you a small business owner? And hitting people with that question and then following it up immediately with really great content is Something important. thought-provoking. Yeah, it's got to, you know, it's got to hit them. Because people have maybe one second. Mm-hmm. Or two seconds before, yeah, before they either decide to engage with your content or just keep scrolling or whatever. Right. No, absolutely. And that also sort of segues into, you know, a lot of brands that, that do advertise, you know, they got a good jingle or a slogan yeah. or something, you know, that that they they get you on. I mean, uh, one of my favorites right now is uh, Liberty Mutual. Mm-hmm. You know, the Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. It's so, it's so... I don't want to say dumb because I think that's not Liberty. that's not fair. But it's it like it just gets in your head. And then you got yeah. you know the Limu Emu. Limu, <laughs> I'll tell you what, commercials are bizarre nowadays. Like, they are. like Skittles, you know, Taste the Rainbow is another yeah. nice slogan. But you like the the Skittles pox, or you know yeah. they're they're taking them off of each do other, you, eating them. Do you remember? Gosh, this was probably back when you were in high school as well. The Quiznos commercials with that little rat. Oh no! I don't. Oh man, give that a give that a Google or search that on YouTube. Old Quiznos commercials. Quiznos, okay. Quiznos subs. They had this little like, I don't even know what it was, like a chinchilla or something, and they had these weird eyes on it, and they sang this song. It was so goofy, but it was really? memorable. Yeah. And that's and that sort of segues into brands having you know. A slogan, a jingle, you know, a tagline, mm-hmm. you know, that that is memorable for a lot of people. And, you know, no matter what you think of him, you know, Donald Trump, make America great again. I mean, that slogan really hit home for a lot of people. And, yeah. and like I just said, like, no matter what you think of Trump and their campaign, they did a great job marketing. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to get political at all on this show. But, you know, from a marketing standpoint, I think Trump is a genius because, I mean, Make America Great Again is probably the most memorable slogan of any president of all time. Yeah. And uh, it's so impactful because it says so much in such a short amount of, you know, words. Yeah. It implies that America is no longer great, that somebody's going to make it great, and that we can do it. I mean, also the way they use branding. They use it mm-hmm. to brand. Oh, the red. I mean, I, I can't see a red hat anymore and not think it says that. Right. Yeah, the red, yeah, the red hat with the white lettering, Make America uh, Great Again. Yeah. It's very smart branding. Wait, a little bit off topic. Do you remember The Simpsons, though, predicted this? No, see, I don't know. I never watched The Simpsons. But they, they predict everything, apparently. <clears throat> so you remember when Trump announced his campaign? He was at his Trump Towers, and he was riding down the escalator. 
that exact sort of scene happens in The Simpsons. Like, so how much, how how long did The Simpsons predate that? It was quite a while ago. Really? From what I understand, it was maybe around 2010 or something or before that. Well, so did Trump ever mention that he wanted to run for president in the past? I mean, Trump's always been a sort of political figure in the fact that he has large businesses, so he was always very vocal. Mm-hmm. You know, he was back and forth between political parties. He was Democrat when Clinton was in office. Mm-hmm. Then he was a Republican. Then he was independent. And then he ran as a Republican. So mm-hmm. he, he was always sort of outspoken. I mean, yeah, go, go figure. Trump being outspoken. But, right. Um, but yeah, no, but but uh, no, the Simpsons. That was that was crazy. <laughs> the Simpsons seem to predict everything. It's 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 kind of scary. But I mean, it's almost like uh, the Nostradamus thing. Nostradamus said Nostradamus. like thousands of things, and like right. a handful of them became true. Sure. Like I could say like in the next five hundred years, a a leader, world leader, will die mm. at a young age. Mm. It's likely to happen. It is likely. To happen. Yeah, <laughs> but right. you know, but you know, getting back to you know the marketing side of things, I mean. A brand needs to have that sort of. They need to resonate with their audience. Yeah, and well, yeah, and it's got to be you know the the encapsulation of a slogan like "Make America Great Again" is so powerful. And if you think of another one, Nike, so just do it. Yeah, so what, what do most people not want to do? They don't want to work out. Yeah, but you just do it. Right. And you do it, and you wear Nike while you do it, too. Well, there's so many things that people use Nike as motivational, like, posters, like, to get work done or mm-hmm. something. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, you're sitting in your office, and you, you know, are stuck on something, or you're feeling a little bit lackadaisical. You say, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. I mean, and you think of Nike. Right. I mean, eat fresh, Subway. Subway, eat You fresh. know, yeah. it's... It's it's important for businesses to have that, that slogan, and it's it just kind of... Going back to what I was saying in terms of video, with having a very short amount of time mm-hmm. to you know capture your uh, attention of of the viewer, the slogan is also something that if it's so, it's an impactful statement that that totally encapsulates your brand. And I think that it takes a little bit of stroke of genius to create one. Yeah, I mean, it's really uh, as you can see that you know there's a lot of brands that have gone through so many through the years. Until one stuck, it's not often that a brand gets the first one right. Right. I mean, there's there's a lot of different ones. Like Hillary's campaign, for example, had mm-hmm. a ton of different slogans, and honestly, you could read them off to me, and I wouldn't really probably remember yeah. any of them. You know, and so you know, it's it takes a while. So if you if something doesn't stick at first, it's not because it's a bad message. It just mm-hmm. isn't the right message. Yeah, and I think that it's important. You know, Obama's campaign had just change. Change. Which yeah. I think is good, but it, it's not as impactful as Make America Great Again. And I'm not saying that I, I mean, not to get political because I don't, I really don't have much of an opinion on any politician, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's Make America Great Again is just so much more fleshed out and specific and really hits to the soul of the people who identify with it. It makes an easy acronym as well. Yeah, MAGA. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it really is. It really sticks. I mean, you know, and also going back to last week's episode, you know, talking about athletes and stuff and how mm-hmm. they also use brands to create stuff. I mean, when Baker Mayfield said, you know, woke up feeling dangerous yeah. after that win, you know, it's that stuck for a lot of people. Baker Mayfield is a great marketer as well. I mean, mm-hmm. part of the reason why I think he has so many endorsements is, I mean, and he got all these endorsements before he really proved himself. Yeah. And there's so many other quarterbacks out there that aren't as well known as him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a big part of that is because of his 
ability to market himself like mm-hmm. waking up i woke up feeling dangerous today yeah you no, know absolutely it's it's an amazing you know i've seen that on so many shirts and i've mm-hmm. seen it in so many memes and i've seen it mentioned so many times that it's like it's just it's awesome and you know what one of the things that that i didn't mention before but it's so important especially with like a slogan or anything like that is authenticity like I really believe he woke up that morning feeling dangerous. It wasn't like he was sitting around, you know, coming up with slogans. Which which one's yeah, work, right. Which one isn't? Yeah. You know, he's just got that knack. Well, he was mic'd up for that game actually, and he after one of the touchdowns came over and said that to one of the coaches, I believe it was it was coach or a player that he said it to. Oh, uh, okay. So it's not like he just like came up with that during the press conference. It was an emotional. Too. It was just, yeah, yeah. He just yeah. said it. Yeah, he's always very animated on the field. It's always funny to to hear him when he's mic'd up. You know, if they score a touchdown or something, it's it's always cool to hear him. And I think that's why Clevelanders embrace him so much. Yeah, the enthusiasm is infectious. It is, it is. Yeah. And that's and for brands, too, you know, that have a face to their company. Mm-hmm. If they're not enthusiastic, right? I mean, their brand's going to be, it's, it's some, either something boring or people aren't just going to care. They're not going to yeah. care. And so that's that's sort of the risk of having, like, a, a single person as your, like, spokesperson. Because right. it's... It, it can be a different message than what you're really trying Enthusiasm to Enthusiasm can also be over the top. So mm-hmm. the first one that comes to mind is that guy who did like OxyClean. Do you remember that oh, guy? Billy Mays. Yeah, Billy Mays. Oh, RIP Billy Mays. Did he die? Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't know that. But I haven't seen him in, a, in quite a while. Well, but that's yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes sense. But, I mean, that dude is like way over the top. Well, yeah. But also, though, I mean, who really wants to... You have to think of it this way, though. Who really wants to watch infomercials? Unless True. you're at, like, Insomnia and you're up at, like, 3 a.m. watching Even television. then you don't want to watch them. Right, exactly. And so, you know, well, luckily with the, the creation of DVRs, you don't have to... Right. You can go back and rewatch some stuff or Netflix or whatever. But, um, yeah, no, Billy Mays, OxyClean, you know, all that stuff. You know, there's there's people like him that are well. Still Tony out there. Robbins is another one that yes. I think of who's just really over the top in terms of his his like emotionality and power. Yeah, but almost you know the thing is like those people almost like became internet memes. Yeah. I mean, if I said OxyClean, most a lot of people know Billy Mays. They would think immediately of Billy they would, Mays. Billy Mays, if, like they yeah. know it. They would picture him and they wouldn't even necessarily know yeah. what he know, does, what he does or anything. Yeah. 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 But that also can be you know hey. So he passed away, so that's a, a different thing. But like, you have brands like Subway that used Jared for the longest time. Well, yeah, there's controversy there oh, too. Oh god, yeah, that's time. a whole can of worms that yeah. we're not going to touch. But no. you know, I mean, and that's the that's the risk of having your brand focus around one person. Right. Well, and he, he was so powerful for them at the time because he lost so much weight. So what a yeah. great testimonial that is, and that's the power of testimonials in advertising as well. Yeah. Because he, I remember he would always hold up his pants, and you could fit three of them by the time. You know, that he lost all that weight and he ate Subway every day. Yeah, yeah. It's, Which I think is coming, that's kind of silly too. That's, yeah, right. It's like the opposite of the Super Size Me, that documentary. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, was, that documentary was crazy. Yeah. But, but, you know, getting back to football, so we had just had a week Always one. back to football with Back Tyler. to football with me. Well, it's that time of year. You got college, you got high school, which here in Ohio, high school football is huge. You know, a lot of states, it's, it's not as big. And, you know, here in Ohio, it's it's huge. And I did play in high school at Geneva High School. Shout out to the Eagles um, who play out at Spire in Geneva. And uh, so, yeah, so I'll always circle back to football. But, you know, hopefully when you're hearing this, the Browns are now 1-1. One one. So, you know, we lost our opening game. But hopefully, you know, when, when we're hearing this, it'll be Yeah, they're playing who this weekend? The, the Texans? Houston Texans. Well, I think the Houston Texans are the best in their division, right? Their division. 
I mean, Actually, it's only one game in. Well, they're predicted to be the worst team in the league this year. They're predicted to be yeah. the worst team in the league? Oh. Yeah, so they had Deshaun Watson was their, you know, talking about another controversial person. Deshaun Watson is their quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's not playing right now because he's got about 20-some allegations of sexual assault. Oh, my gosh. And so so yeah, they're playing the backup quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, who used to play for the Browns. Yeah, Tyrod. And, uh, you know, he's a good backup quarterback, a good... You know, well, he lost. Over. Didn't he lose his job to Baker Mayfield in like the first game? It was it was the second or third game against the Jets. He got a concussion. Yeah, and they Baker came Baker in and just led right to a touchdown. Yeah, and, and then they won. won the game, and that was the first win in like two years because that was after the right. And that's the when everybody season. forgot about Tyrod Taylor. They did, um, and then yeah, and then he went to the Chargers, mm-hmm. and he was getting some work done and like sort of like needle work to like but help I'll... relieve pressure, and they punctured his lung. Oh boy! And and then that the backup went in the rookie and took over, and he never got to start again there either. But to kind of steer back to the power of just like marketing and branding yourself. I mean, Baker Mayfield, when the spotlight was put on him, and of course he backed it up with a win and doing well, but he immediately was a fan favorite because of his personal, you know, branding, which is just like all about Cleveland, all about winning. He is not at all phased at the history of the Browns. No, no, and that was one thing is like if you watch his press conferences before he was drafted. I mean, he was like, I want to be the one who turns the Cleveland Browns around. Yeah, so he's got know? that confidence, and that's and, great. And he was a walk, you know, at Oklahoma, he was a walk on after he transferred mm-hmm. from so Texas Tech. So he's used to being an underdog. Right, exactly. You know, he walked on, and he ended up winning the Heisman, and he was the first overall pick in the draft. So, I mean, you know, he, he works his butt off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something that Clevelanders really, you know, relate to. It's a blue collar town, yeah. Exactly. And, so, you know, yeah. he looked great last week. I, I wish he wouldn't have thrown that interception at the final drive. Yeah, I think he was trying to throw it away, though. That's the thing. And he got tripped. If you go back and rewatch it from a different angle, he does he does get tripped. Like, he doesn't just fall because he, like, trips over his feet. Yeah. Someone actually tripped him, mm-hmm. and he threw it. He, did, he didn't get full strength to throw it out of bounds mm-hmm. over his receiver. And it went right to the defender. Now, look, losing to Kansas City by four in week one in Arrowhead, mm-hmm. where there is 70,000 fans mm-hmm. screaming. I mean, listen, I, I'm never happy with a loss. So I I, I don't want to like be like, oh, like you take... You spent like, a lot of time unhappy then. Like, well, Watching I the did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I always joked, you know, my high blood pressure is because I'm overweight. It's because I'm a Browns fan. <sighs> which, that's not the case, but, you know, anyways. Um... But if you're going to lose to any team, like, you prove that you're one of the best, though. Yeah, they could they could hang with them until the I end. I mean, they made mistakes that lost them. Like, Kansas well, City got the win, but they didn't beat us. We beat ourselves. Jamie right. Gillen dropping a, the snap for a punt. Mm-hmm. He's never done that. Mm-hmm. And he still could have punted it after he dropped well, it. He could have picked up and kicked it. Well, that's true. You know, but we don't need to focus too much on the Browns anymore. But I will say this that I found interesting, and this goes to kind of marketing and social media is how all of these players now are using social media to trash talk each other. Oh, yeah. No, there was some stuff. Uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray and Chandler Chan- Jones. Chandler Jones. So, <laughs> this was yeah. hilarious. I saw a meme where Chandler... Kyler Murray said something about Chandler Jones, and then mm-hmm. Chandler Jones called Kyler Murray Baby Yoda, yeah. and the next thing you know, there's all these memes... Um, you know, a baby Yoda. It's hilarious. Well, it, it, yeah, it's trash, but they're teammates, so it's a little different. Well, you know what's funny, though, is is it spurs on so much conversation during the week leading up to the game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, to, to, to bring it back to Cleveland a little bit, um, Odell Beckham Jr. posted a uh, picture to his Instagram. Now, he's not playing this week again. They're, mm-hmm. they're resting himself. Mm-hmm. But he p- posted a picture. It was like a cheetah sitting... 
back and these dog and these dogs are like taking off like on a race and the, mm-hmm. the cheetah's just waiting mm. in the background. And so people are like, Oh, is he playing this week? Is he not? And then they're like, No, he's not playing but I think he's trying to say like I'm ready. He's like, ready for go. it, yeah. So they're using social media brilliantly. They do, they really do. I mean all over the place That's too. Free advertising. I mean, I mean, TikTok, there's some younger NFL players that are big on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Some of them stream on Twitch, mm-hmm. you know, which is a whole... So what do they stream on Twitch? Them playing video games? Playing video games, talking, playing Madden, so, you know. So it's Twitch, a, a fan interaction. Twitch is a platform for a lot of people to game, and they share their gaming experiences live? Or how does that work? Well, basically, so Twitch is a lot of things now, but it, what it started off as was people would watch other people play video games. And you might think, like, why would you do that? But for some people, that's a source of entertainment. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Zoomer generation, uh, there's um, Ryan, his name's Ryan Wyatt, and he's one of the top people for YouTube gaming. Mm-hmm. He posts a lot of statistics on what, you know, Gen Z watches, and they watch a lot of video games. Hmm. But the thing is, though, is that... So they're watching other people play video games. Yes, but, you know, you're some, part, sometimes you're watching them because they are the best gamers in the world. Yeah. But, like, me, for example, so I watched Tim the Tatman a lot. He was a Twitch streamer, just moved to YouTube. He's good at video games, yes, but comparatively to others, he's not. Mm-hmm. But he's funny. Mm-hmm. He's relatable. His commentary is good. Yeah, he's entertaining. Now, you know, it's there, like watching a television show. Is there a way to interact with them, too? There's a chat feature, you know, but I mean... Do they ever answer, like, stuff on the chat? Some, some streamers do, but I mean, if you have... I mean, Tim the Tabman averages forty to 50,000 people watching his stream a day. Oh, my gosh. Like, at one time... 40, 50,000 people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, his stream, actually, I just got the notification his stream is starting up. I bet you there's already... Ten thousand people there waiting so for him to come on. So let me ask you on. this: Does he does he have brands approach him to do like deals with? So that oh, all the time. I mean, his biggest one is Bud Light. He works with Chipotle. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So does he eat Chipotle or drink Bud Lights on stream? Or yes. Does he just mention that? No, he does. So what well, the you know how Chipotle just did their they have the quesadilla now. Okay. No, I didn't know that. Oh, you know that case. Oh, geez. Yeah. Uh, they're they're okay. Yeah. They're okay. I'm just sorry. But um. When that came out, he was spot. They, were, they did a sponsored stream, mm-hmm. and he had a quesadilla. And like every so often, they had like this code, and you could go into the Chipotle app and use it. And like a certain amount of people would get a free quesadilla wow. and stuff. And so, I mean, brands use him all the time. So I, these brands are getting smart, and they're finding these individuals that they call you know influencers. That's an influencer, yeah. somebody who has a wide sphere of influence on social media. So for Tim the Tap Man, he gets 50,000 eyeballs on him a day. How many total subscribers does he have? Um, so when he was on Twitch, he had 6 million followers. Uh-huh. Uh, that's what they're called. That's like the equivalent of a subscriber on YouTube. Okay. On his channel on YouTube, he's got 4 million. Okay, so it's still comparative. He's not really losing out on much. And his fans that are going to watch him on a daily basis will move over to YouTube easily, mm-hmm. no problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, when you're talking about subscribers on yeah. Twitch, that's people that are paying. Okay. So you can pay For what, on YouTube and Twitch. Streams? No, so what it is is you'd have ad free, uh-huh. so you don't have to worry about watching any ads. Uh-huh. Or and then also like there's sometimes members only stuff that does get released. Okay. Um, so YouTube you still get hit with ads though. Yeah, no matter what. No matter what, if you if you're a member or not. Mm-hmm. On Twitch you got to skip those ads, which was nice because sometimes you'd sit there for a minute and a half of ads before you got to watch the stream. Right. So this is just another great way for brands to you know reach out to these influencers, and I bet you. If he's drinking a Bud Light or you know getting some Chipotle, that some of those people that watch him on that day will go out and buy one of those products. Oh, 100%. I mean, and they do like limited releases of like merch, for mm-hmm. example. So he has this little like stuffed penguin. His name's Kevin. Okay. And I don't know if you've ever, ever heard of U2s. 
they do like figurines of different influencers and stuff so their fans can buy it. They created a Kevin plush doll. Wow. That sold out in an hour. Well, you know what's crazy about these influencers? Can't say I bought one or not. Did you buy one? I can't say. (laughs) So you bought it. (laughs) You have to bring that in next time so we can see it. Well, no, it's not. It's not going to be made until. they're not gonna be made till like November, so they're getting oh, like all so the orders. Oh, you got a pre-order. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you just admitted it. So. Yeah, I know. That's all right. That's okay. That's yeah, okay. So, like, some of these influencers though, they end up becoming bigger in different fields. Like, look at uh, Jake Paul. Um, yeah. I mean, Jake Paul is basically a YouTuber that turned into an MMA fighter who turned into a boxer, and yeah, now he's getting paid millions of dollars I, to box. I mean, yeah, and they just had their they had their last fight in Cleveland. Right. So, you did know, he win that fight? He did. So is he? He's a pretty good fighter then. Uh, or is he just pick bad people to fight? That's part of it. You know, the people that he's fought either aren't professional boxers, mm-hmm. or they're like. The not great boxers of MMA. Uh-huh. So in MMA, I mean, you're not focused on just boxing. You're focused on everything. Wrestling, yeah. jiu-jitsu, judo, whatever. Yeah. In boxing, you're just punching. But those Paul brothers... They hustle. It's Logan Paul Logan and, and Jake, Jake Paul. From those, Westlake, Ohio. Yeah. They're from Westlake? They're from Westlake. Oh, yeah. wow. Those dudes are massive. They are very smart. They're very smart they marketers are very, and business people. Very smart. One of the things that Logan Paul does which is really great and this is good for anyone who wants to become more, you know, uh, more influential on social media is he teams up with other mm-hmm. people and they share each other's followings to grow each other's followings. Yeah. Like I haven't watched much of his stuff but I did look him up on YouTube and he did a video with that Cash Me Outside girl yeah. from, from Dr. Phil. Bad Baby. Bad Baby. Is yeah. <laughs> so he did this thing with Bad Baby and it was a 25 minute video and yeah. it was hilarious. Yeah, he has also has a, the Impulsive. It's like a podcast also. Uh-huh. Um, they have a lot of really cool people on. They actually have had people on that in the past they've had problems with. Mm-hmm. That they have no, like there was a huge thing like Logan Paul and KSI. KSI is a YouTuber. Uh-huh. Logan Paul and KSI boxed twice and there was just all these things that they like Hated each other. Well, they've like buried the hash down. They both have huge followings. I mean, yeah. over 10 million subscribers each on YouTube, on yeah. Twitter. Well, see, and that's the thing is he's so, uh, a lot of it is showmanship. Yeah. You know, but it, it makes it interesting when you, he has a dedicated follower and this other person, KSI, has a dedicated following and then they fight each other and there's all this emotion about it and, yeah. it's just, and then they, they, they team up again and it's like, it's hilarious. Well, there was, I mean, there was some general animosity between the two, but... They also realize that they're at different points of their careers, you mm-hmm. know, that that they're fine with, right. you know. Well, there's just a great example of how the power of social media. Logan Paul started probably 20... They started a long time ago. 2007, Maybe a little bit after that. Yeah, because when Vine, they were it was big a, on Vine. It first. was over 10 years ago. Yeah, well, and it's also a testament to, you know, just because if you have a, a bad impression or you have some bad publicity, mm-hmm. you know, Logan Paul had that situation where they, well, that's what the video of that forest where made a, him more famous. It, yeah. It brought more eyes of the general public. What, was the, what was the controversy there? There's in Japan, there's like this forest mm-hmm. that's very notorious for people committing suicide in mm-hmm. and it's called the suicide forest. Yeah. And they were there in Japan filming in this forest and where they came upon a dead body, oh, someone wow. that had hung, a gentleman that had hung himself. Wow! And they filmed it, mm. and they released it. Oh wow! And put it on YouTube. And I'm sure they were probably very like, because they're pretty like, uh, they have no filter. They don't seem to really have a lot of respect for anything. Yeah, and I think that the whole controversy. I think that made Logan mm-hmm. 
especially grow up. Mm. And he's really bounced back from that, you know. I mean, people don't even think about that anymore when they think of him. Not some people still might. It didn't hurt his fame at all. No, well, it did for you can say it did for a little bit, but the grand scheme of it all, probably not. But that just shows you that just because if you have some bad publicity, that doesn't mean that you're always going to be remembered for that. Sure. So if a brand, you know, if you make a mistake as a brand, you know, you can make up for it. Right. You can, you know move past it and mm-hmm. you know i think that's that's why as for brands you just got to get ahead of the situation right you know the you know my pr background you know crisis you know awareness crisis and management crisis management and stuff mm-hmm. like that i mean you have to be ready for that i mean right. you know we have some clients that could have a problem with you know a customer of theirs and you know we'll have to, we might have to help them take care of it so. so what's the uh what's the approach that people want you to take when there's a crisis like how do we how do you respond is there a is there a, a, a canned response or a best practices type type thing? Or? I, there's there's more so best practices. I don't think you want to have a like you don't want to make it worse. Yeah, you don't and you don't want to have a canned response because people will see through that. So what's the generic? There's a book called Hug Your Haters. Yeah. And uh, part of what that is is if somebody's giving you bad reviews online or somebody's doing something out there that's smearing your business or whatever, that you're supposed to respond in kindness. Uh-huh. And you're not supposed to, you know, get to low blows or yeah. get to craziness. Any brand that has bad reviews, any good brand that has bad reviews will respond. First off, you should respond to all reviews. Right. But they will especially respond to the bad ones. Right. But also you should try to take care of it off screen. I see. So you say something along the lines of, thank you for your feedback. We're very sorry you feel this way. Please give us uh, a call at this number, and we'd right. like to work with you. Yeah. Yes. You know, I, there's an example, and I don't know if you were, uh, you know, working in Willoughby when this happened, but it was probably in like 2018 or 19. It was when Trump was still in office. There was a music shop in Willoughby, and uh, the the guy who owns the shop put on the front door, "Trump supporters are not allowed." Uh, yeah. And I then, did. He was right on Erie Street. Wasn't right he? on Erie Street. Okay, and what yeah. ended up happening is the news came out. So Channel Three, Five, and Eight, or whatever, came out, interviewed him. He did that, and next thing you know, like I went. The first thing I did was I went to his Facebook and I went to uh, the Google because I, I just wanted to see literally pour, one star reviews pouring in from all over oh, the yeah. country because it became national news that he did this. Yeah, I bet you. I bet you though, there was probably at the same time an influx of five star reviews. I mean, I, probably not as many. There was, I think, for I remember for every five star review, there was like five one star reviews. Crazy. That's that's also you could say that's a that's an but, issue of. Yeah, news. of course, but I saw that he took the time to respond to every single one-star review, and it was like these long paragraphs of, you know, political discussion and discourse, and that's like the exact opposite of what you should do as a business owner. Is still there? Yeah, he's still there, but his Google, everything online has been removed. Oh, jeez. You know, because it was something like he had 571 star reviews. You that's... can't overcome that. No, no, you'll be buried. Yeah. There's no work from that. I mean... Yeah, I mean, with crisis management, I think it's, you don't want to have a canned response, but you want to respond in a timely fashion, because the longer you take to respond to something, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just going to show that you're unaware of what's really going on. Right. I mean, you really need to, to respond quickly, but also correctly. Yeah, that's one thing we always tell clients, is if they do get a bad review online, to respond, kind of like I said before, take it offline, and then if they can fix it, always ask for... The person to remove the review because a lot yeah. of times they will 
Yeah, well, and yeah, it's cause usually because there's a situation that caused them to be upset. You're right, and if they can resolve that situation or whatever, it's okay. Then, could you remove this? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's one thing we always tell clients too is when you're asking people for reviews, make sure you tell them leave a five star review, right? Because oh. some people they'll write this review and they'll say we had a great experience. This person was awesome to work with. We loved it. Four stars. Four stars. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that does not. That's not no, how this works. That doesn't help. And if you had a good experience, I mean, why would you give five? I don't know. Some people just think five is perfection, and perfection doesn't exist. That's, that's why you need to tell them give us a five star. Does review. Google have half star options? They don't. Let's see, I mean, I wish they made a ten. I wish they made it ten stars. Yeah, that'd be a little bit. Yeah, it'd that'd be, be even out. It'd stuff. be easier because you eight or nine or whatever. But like, no, it's you gotta have five stars. Yeah. Well, you all, you couldn't now though, because you know someone might have done a four out of five, but if it was out of ten, they might give a nine. So right. They'd be like, well, if you just moved it to be an eight, so actually that's yeah. gonna hurt your rating. So. Well, and it's interesting when you see, and a lot of this happens. I've noticed, especially because of such the inflammatory times that we live in. And social media, but what? like, think about local people mm-hmm. who have, and we're not going to mention any names, but who have gone online and you know went into Facebook groups and posted on there. Oh, about, don't get me started. About Facebook other, groups. Oh yeah, people are just hating on each other and giving each other bad reviews. And there's never anything good comes from it. No, there's honestly, I believe that putting that kind of energy out there is only going to hurt you in the long run. I, I mean, so to give an example, I mean. This isn't naming any names. Yeah, no names. It's no names. But my hometown, they just announced that a Starbucks is getting put in out okay. by Spire Institute. And your hometown is Geneva. Geneva, Ohio, okay. yes. So and this is big news for Geneva. It's, it's huge. Okay. Let me tell you. Starbucks is coming. Dunkin' Donuts has some competition now. Okay. But people people in Asheville County have complained for years that stuff like that doesn't come there. Mm-hmm. The amount of people that seem to be like outraged that a Starbucks is coming... Is insane, and I'm just like they're outraged by it. They're like, yeah, well, what about our local shops? What's well, going by the highway? They're right. not intend. They're not putting the Starbucks there for people that live in Geneva. They're, they're it's there for people that are coming to Spire mm-hmm. or that are passing by on the highway. Right. And so it's like, okay, so you you finally get something like this. This is the first Starbucks in Ashfield County. Okay, mm-hmm. let that let wow. that sink in. There's only one, there's only one other Chipotle. There's only one Chipotle in the county, and it's the largest county in Ohio. It's the largest land area, yeah. And it's but it's also one of the poorest, and it's sure. also one of the least populated, right? As well, and it's just like man, people want stuff, and then when it happens, they're mad, and it's just Facebook <laughs> groups. I'll tell you, if you can avoid them, avoid them at all costs. Yeah, because it's I could talk all day. There's a funny TikTok account that. That reads through people's like group pages and stuff mm-hmm. and does the commentary for the people. Oh my god! It's so funny. That's just an example of someone on TikTok. And I bet you, brands have reached out to him. You oh. know, to, well, see, to do that's, advertising. That's what it comes down to. It's about how large your audience. Is oh yeah. And the demographics of your audience. Yeah. And they will find you and they will pay you. Yeah. You know, um, and that's that's really what influencer marketing is all about. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. so all right. Well, we're gonna wrap our podcast up for today. Hopefully next week we're going to have a guest. I won't say who it is yet. Hopefully he'll be here. Yeah. But if not, it'll be Tyler and I. We'll be, we'll be uh, celebrating a Browns win this weekend. My what, are you, what are you going to be doing this weekend, Tyler? Um, I will be, so Saturday, one of my real good friends growing up, he graduated from law school, so his family is having, and he did his bar exam already. Nice. Um, so they're having a party on Saturday out in Geneva, so I'll be there with them for that. And then on Sunday, I will be returning to Geneva to watch the Browns game with my dad, my brother-in-law, and my sister. Nice. And my mom, obviously. 
Okay. And um, yeah, so what about you? What are you up to this weekend? This weekend, I'm playing in a golf tournament. It's going to oh, be right. uh, 20 guys from Cleveland versus 20 guys in, from Pennsylvania, and we're playing at uh, Manikiki on Saturday, which is in Willoughby, Tanglewood in Chagrin Falls on Sunday, and then Chardon Lakes in Chardon on Monday. So that'll be interesting. And then Saturday night, I'm playing with the band Apostle Jones, mm -hmm. which is a band I play with. Uh, we're a nine-piece band, and we're playing at. Uh, uh, Heights Music Hop, which is and you're, you're playing tonight. And I'm playing tonight, yeah. It's now, 7, it's 17 gonna, River Girl. You know, hopefully the show, you know, let's just hopefully the show went well. You <laughs> yeah. know? By the time you guys hear all of this, all of this will be in the past. But, yeah, so yeah. hopefully that'll be a good time. And uh, if you guys are, are ever out in Chagrin Falls, it's a very nice little town. And the place that Alex is playing at sits right over the falls, and you get a great view. Yeah, it's beautiful. You sit there. outside. 17 so. River Grill. Yeah, so shout out to them. And, uh, if you have any uh, questions for us, any suggestions, uh, leave us a comment on Facebook or Instagram or shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, catch you guys next week. Yeah, catch you guys then. Thanks. Bye.